Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Gramico. I'm from InterNACHI. That's the International Association of Certified Home Inspectors. And we're the world's largest organization of residential commercial property inspectors. And today we have some special guests on our InterNACHI webinar. Um, we have Lee Eckroth from Major Domo. And there he is. And three real estate agents, uh, Brenda Fortna, Charity Crosby, and Marty Fulford. So thank you all for coming to the Internet webinar today. This is a special webinar because um, it's all about home inspector questions for real estate agents. And Lee has uh, a few questions um, in his pocket that he hasn't revealed to the real estate agents or me. And so we're going to ask the real estate agents to um, answer some questions that are on the minds of home inspectors and to try to help us home inspectors not only do a better job inspecting, but maybe just provide a better service. So if you're attending this live webinar, feel free to ask questions. Um, Lee already has a few um, ready to go, but feel free to join into the conversation. You can do that in two ways. There's a chat feature. There's also a Q&A feature. I prefer the Q&A feature because you can upvote questions that are good. So um, feel free to join in and join the discussion in this live interactive uh, webinar with Lee and our favorite three real estate agents. So Lee, why don't you take it over? Yeah, I appreciate it, Ben. And uh, I've been looking forward to this. Um, I, I have uh, Charity Crosby with us. Uh, Charity, you wanna take uh, 15 seconds to introduce yourself, where you're from and how long you've been in the business? Uh, yes, uh, my name is Charity Crosby. Um, I'm from the Eugene, Oregon area, and I've been licensed since 1997. And I have used the same inspector for, and I've been in the business about 24 years, and I've used the same inspector for all whole house inspections for 22 years. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> we'll come back to the why on that. Uh, Marty, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm Marty Fulford and out of Corvallis, Oregon, and um, I've been in the business about nine years, eight years, eight, nine years. And cool. I've used the same inspector almost routinely for seven years. Awesome. And Brenda, uh, your turn. I'm Brenda Fortna. I'm in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I've been a real estate agent for 40 years and... Uh, seen a lot of home inspectors through those years definitely have a favorite and we can talk about why later yeah no that's great and we're going to start right there so uh folks on the call today uh ben and i are going to be going back and forth with some questions um i asked folks to send me some questions and i have those in front of me um charity marty and brenda and brenda we're going to start with you on this first question um you all uh, talked about having your favorite inspectors and charity and marty you specifically talked about referring certain inspectors for your time uh brenda uh tell me about your favorite inspectors what makes what makes a favorite inspector for you uh, first thing i like is an inspector who is not an alarmist so i want somebody who when they meet that client they tell them from the beginning this is what you can expect. This is what I'm here for. They give them an honest idea of what they, as a homeowner or a buyer, you know, buyer should be prepared for during the inspection period. They invite them to come along, but they also tell them if that's not your, you know, personality type, you want to look at the house and I can do a synopsis at the end. I'm glad to do that. I want somebody with a very clear report where when they're looking at that report, 
afterwards, they can uh, comfortably understand because it's the reminder. So I like somebody whose report is very clear, lots of pictures. Do not love a report with a lot of red. Like when they put a lot of red ink in the report, I think it causes people to just the color red to become anxious. And we're not here to make people anxious. I want them to know the full truth of what they're getting into, but I don't want them to be afraid just from the visual inspection of the report. So those I think are the thing. And I want somebody who gets them the report in a timely fashion because they need time to digest and we may you know, want to get further details. And in a market that's going very quickly, if they're bogged down, I'd rather they tell me, I cannot get you a report within the next three days, as opposed to take the order and then have the person stressing over the report and the reply. So those are the things that matter to me for the clients I help. So a quick follow-up question for you before we go over to charity. Um, when you said in a timely manner, what does that mean to you? I'd like a report within two days. Charity, you mentioned that you have been recommending the same inspector for 24 years. That's a long time. Um, tell us about that relationship. What, how, how has that gone? Um, you know, I kind of feel like his, well, his family are my friends now at this point. Um, just personality-wise, I think, you know, everybody has different personalities. And my inspector, I feel, can adapt to all the different personalities and um, people know him around the community. You know, he's very um, active on social media. I love getting his tips and tricks. Um, and also I have made it a habit early on in my career that I would never ever um, recommend somebody that I have not personally used. So Oregon is an as-is state, and it's very, very important to me that my buyers have, and I don't wanna say nitpicky, but a very, very thorough inspection a very thorough inspection because that's all they get here. You know, that, that inspection is to make sure that the house isn't falling down and they're getting a sound home. So um, I, I love how my inspector also, he doesn't um, upset people. He's very calm when he goes over the findings. Um, I make sure, and I have my buyers be there at the end of the inspection. Um, I never want a buyer to walk around with my inspector because I think things can get missed. You know, I just want an inspector to focus and do their job. And then at the end we'll show up and, you know, then my buyer has, has, if has questions, he can point things out. The other thing is I do a lot of relocation and sometimes buyers can't be here for the inspection. So what I do is a, a FaceTime video. I still want them to be there at the end and so that they can ask questions. And if Matt needs to point something out, then we're right there and so on. He also makes it very accessible that if after they read the report, they can call him. You know, he's, he's very accessible. You're not gonna, you know, be going through a receptionist to get questions answered back and forth. You'll, you'll be able to talk to Matt. Yeah. Um, in my area too, um, we only have so many, so many days to get this done. So we do get our inspections. Well, one of the reasons I use Matt is I get it the same day or at the very, very latest the next morning. That's even on a Friday. Yeah. Because sometimes my, you know, negotiation period is up on a Monday and I really need to have that weekend to review the report. No, that's important. I appreciate that. Um, 
Marty, let's come to you with the same question. Um, I know you've been using the same inspector for a long time. Uh, talk to us about that relationship and also talk to us about what, what is it that uh, earns credibility for the home inspector, inspector? What are those traits that really stand out to you? And I may come back to Charity and Brenda with that same question. What are those, what are those traits that matter? I found that the best home inspector for my choice and for my clients is one that's been in the trades, right? One that actually knows how things are constructed and what that works. Um, they're able to talk about different systems with experience and knowledge and that experience and knowledge that obviously I don't have, right? I, I haven't built a house, right? I haven't done an HVAC system. So that's hugely important. Like Charity and Brenda, the timeliness of the report matters. Brenda's far more patient than I am. Uh, if I don't have it by the next morning, I'm going to be calling and texting. Um, having a relationship, a trusted relationship with an inspector can't be underscored for me, right? I, I need to be able to have that relationship where I can call you and say, hey, I'm not sure that this is really clear. Um, my people need to be able to talk to them, you know, even if it's five or six months after. And my current inspector, he's that guy, right? He, he also has this photographic memory and can remember a house from years ago, right? But those traits are so important as well as not being an alarmist, right? I prefer uh, photos to documentation. If it has a lot of red in it, that's, you know, just a condition of the house. I don't want every report to have a lot of red in it, but if the house needs to have the red, then have the red, you know, um, because people really need to know what they're getting because we're an as a state, right? As Charity mentioned. So um, I also think patients, the ability um, to relate to different types of people, right? How you talk to an engineer is very different than how you talk to an artist. And it's nice for the home inspectors to also be able to go, oh, you know, I like that my home inspector will be like, hey, Marty, tell me a little bit about this couple, right? Before they talk to them um, so that they know, oh, okay, now I know how to talk to them without triggering. Yeah, for sure. No, appreciate it. All right, Charity, how often do your home buyers rely on you uh, for a referral to a home inspector? 100%. <laughs> wow. 100%. And, and in my area in Lane County for my inspector, I am, I'm the agent over the years that has referred the most business to him. Um, the other thing is I, you know, after all these years, my business is basically solely referral. Some families, I'm three generations and they always say, and we want, you know, our daughter to have the same inspector that we had. And, you know, some of my clients are on their third, fourth, fifth house and they will always use Matt. Always, always, always. Yeah. Brenda, same question. How often are your buyers relying on you? You've been in this 40 years. Yeah. I'd say the same, 100% of the time they're going to ask. And actually, the inspector that I use all the time, he has gone on to other businesses and he has a lot of guys underneath him. He's bought multiple radon print, you know, companies out and he's like going in a different direction. But he will still do home inspections, but only for me. And his, I'm going to bring it up for this reason, his receptionist hates that. Whoever <laughs> makes those phone calls, you need to let them treat the realtor right because his receptionist name is Stephanie. And every time we have to call Stephanie, it's painful to me, but I still want his work. Okay. Because she says she knows that he's trying to not do inspections, but for me, he's still willing because of the relationship and the volume and all those things. 
So I'd say to inspectors, if you have somebody on the phone, treat that realtor fairly because we're just trying to get our client a good experience and the information that they need. And if you don't want to do inspections anymore, or you just want to give them to the guys who you've trained, make it clear, just make the boundary real. Don't, you know, go slow with tearing off the bandaid because it's actually tough. So anyway, I would say 100% of the time they ask me, I do have a backup guy. And there are certain times where I do think if I know the personality of the buyer, that I would go to my backup guy because he's just like Mr. Rogers with a tool belt. And there are people that that's perfect for. And so I give them an option in that case. But otherwise, I would always say, you know, if it were me, this is who I would choose. But I can give you other names if you would like. Yeah, that sounds good. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, and it's going to, I'm going to start with Marty. Um, is there a time, <laughs> is there a time you can remember when a home inspector or the actual home inspection made you scratch your head wondering what were they thinking? The home inspector or the or the home inspection, something that showed up, something that was mentioned, something that you just didn't know what to do with, you know, whether you were working for a buyer or you were working on a seller side. The one that pops into my mind was, yeah, it was actually a house I was considering buying. And, uh, you know, the home inspector was like, really, Marty, you're going to buy this house. This is like a train wreck, you know. But he didn't really say it like that. He told me that years later. Um, but there was a lot of water underneath this house and we couldn't figure out how it was there um, during the dry season, right? And we were, is that what you're kind of looking for? Is, am I answering the right question? If that, was a, if that was a head scratcher. Yeah, it was just really perplexing as to how, what's the next step? How do I, who do I bring in to solve this problem or figure out how to solve this problem? Because usually my inspector can say, oh yeah, you know, you're going to need this type of person or this type of person. But it was one of those where we were like, oh, hmm, I don't know who to bring in. And so I, I don't know what to do, you know? And so really it was, it was interesting. And, but I didn't buy the house. <laughs> Charity or Brenda, have you had one of those moments where you were just like in this mode of what is the home inspector thinking? Uh, maybe if they try inspecting it as if it's new, but it was built in 1925, and then they want to talk about features that a not new house would have. And I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, I thought we were here to talk about houses of this vintage. So I could be wrong that that's how it's supposed to go. But in my mind, when we go to the inspection, it's to say, in a house of this age, is this what you would expect? And so when they start going into all the things the house maybe could or would, or no, no, we're here to talk about the house we're looking at, where the vintage it is, and how it compares to what you would expect for a house of this age. That's when I get mixed up, when they start going outside of what we're actually looking at. Yeah. I really agree with you, Brent, on that. It drives me a little crazy when you're looking at these really old houses mm -hmm. and they're like, well, but nowadays you can have this kind of circuitry and stuff. And you're like, that's not what we're looking at. Right. Could, you know, sometimes I wish we could evaluate apples to apples. And sometimes those old houses aren't the same apples as a 2012. Yeah, I get it. Charity, you have anything to add to that? You know, not with my inspector, but boy, I mean, houses for sure. <laughs> I mean, sometimes 
you know, after a house looks great, you know, I mean, well, here's an example. I, I mean, we have a lot of flippers in our area. And so a few years ago, I sold a friend a flipper and it was actually an agent who did the majority of the work himself. You walk in the house and it is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And my buyer said, oh, I'm not going to spend the money, Charity. No, I don't want to waste, you know, the money. And I'm very insistent on inspections. And um, so I always tell a buyer, I said, okay, listen, you get the, you pay for the inspection. Um, if nothing major comes up, I'll reimburse you. How about that? Because there's something always major. Anyway, this agent never looked under the house. There was so much work. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, dead animals, lots of them, just anything you could imagine was under that house. And it's like, he just didn't, he just didn't look. Yeah. And I was like, so, you know, you got to really be careful <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Looks can be deceiving. How about that? <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question for any um, one of you. Um, do you know of any agents that are not, that are recommending to not have the home inspected? Definitely. Yes. And what do you think, what do you think are the repercussions for that, if any? Oh, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I mean, I'm sorry, but um, even new construction, I built homes, not me personally, but I mean, I've had them built. Um, I have Matt do an inspection on new construction. And you know, what's interesting to me is I find more things wrong on a new construction home, you hmm. know, than an older home. And that's because you've got so many contractors working. And, you know, first the plumber came in, then the heat guy came in, but then they moved this, this, and this, and you've got water leaking under the house. I mean, I cannot stress enough how important it is, especially new construction. Um, I feel so strongly about it that that's why I do that guarantee. I'm like, listen, you pay for it. If something major doesn't come up, I will certainly reimburse you. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, 30 days after closing, I don't want to get that call. I would rather terminate the deal up front than have to deal with something later on. Yeah. Marty or Brenda, do you, what about skipping the home inspection during a real estate transaction? So when I do my buyer consultation interview, that's, I say that's, um, that's rule number one, rule number five, right? We're not idiots. And yeah. so, um, if you want to work with me, we do home inspections, right? It, even if it's just for informational purposes only, um, it's kind of a non-negotiable. Huh. Let, let, let me let me add to that because um, I expected this question to be um, our can of worms today uh, because I had multiple home inspectors send me the exact same question that Ben just asked specifically in this hot market where you have buyers who are trying to make their offers as attractive as possible. Um, there, there are some markets where um, there is talk that you know, 20, 30% of the offers are being made without home inspection contingencies, right? Um, so I'm gonna take it over to Brenda and then we can come back to Charity and Marty. Like, do you have buyers who are coming to you and asking about that? And do, do you have offers that are going through where you're just scratching your head or just wanting to choke them to say, you know, you need to do this. Tell me, talk to us a little bit about what's going on in your market. So I'm in one of those markets where almost all offers, if I'm on the listing side, have no inspections. I just 
consistently come in with no inspections. If I have the buyer side, the way that I'm choosing to do this, somebody else could do something different. But I say to them, I feel strongly that inspection is important. What I would do is put an amount of money on the potential problem that is so high that the homeowner feels confident that that amount is not going to show up. So we would write our offer to say, we would like a home inspection. We're going to do it in three days. We shorten the time. We're not going to ask for anything, but if whatever the inspector finds exceeds 20,000, 25,000 in potential repairs, which is we're able to find that quickly because we could send in for demo reports and we can just show them, okay, whatever showed up does not exceed 25,000. And now the homeowner feels confident that they had a buyer smart enough to want an inspection. The buyer understands you may run into $25,000 worth of repairs, but if this is the house you want, you're not getting it if you are trying to compete. And so yeah. we put that as our way to get both people satisfied. So I'm gonna ask you a, a follow-up question, Brenda, and then we'll go over to Charity. You mentioned on your listing side, a significant number of your offers are coming through without home inspection contingencies. Right. It's kind of a two-part question. Are they coming through asking for home inspections, but they're not a contingency? One. And two, is it really a winning strategy? So when you're presenting those offers to sellers, are those sellers seeing the lack of an inspection as a important part of whether they accept it or not? So it's a two-part question for you, yeah. Brenda. Yeah, so the, I would say yes to both of those. They definitely are winning because they're waiving it. And this, I think that's what your first question was. And the seller is definitely afraid of their own house. Even if they have maintained it perfectly, they have, somebody who has a service contract on every system, including the treadmill, they still have a fear of an inspection, sellers fear inspections. So when someone says no inspections or the magic words as is, which I always tell them that doesn't mean as is later if there's a real problem, but they will go for that offer for less money because they're, they have a fear of a second negotiation. That's what they're afraid of, but not, you're going to get me under contract, I'm going to lose all the other buyers that were ready to go as is. And now you're going to try to renegotiate, even if it says information purposes only. Very scary to the seller. They're like, what does that mean? You know, it just feels like a hook. So they prefer no inspection for more than the most money. Wow. Interesting. Charity, tell us about your experiences, like your personal uh, in your in your business right now uh, surrounding home inspections. Yeah, um, I actually had a California buyer come in with cash and offering $100,000 over list price on a, you know, $400,000, $500,000 house and not get them because of the inspection contingency. Mm. Now, that wasn't my choice. You know, my job is to educate my buyer. At the end of the day, you know, that's my job they get to make that final decision. However, if they, if they decide not to do a, a home inspection, I have three waivers they're going to sign. That's how important I feel it is. And two, and I explained to them, you know, you could buy this house and there could be $150,000 worth of foundation damage that we know nothing about. And I said, you're not going to be able to come back to me. You're not going to be able to come back to anybody. This is an as-is state. That's the whole purpose of an inspection, you know, in these states. And I think a lot of states are that way. Um, and two, I tell horror stories. I mean, of, of homes that look beautiful, of, you know, homes that have been redone and there's $75,000 worth of damage, not repair, I mean, not cosmetic, but actual 
repair damage that needs yeah. to be done. Nobody wants to buy a lemon, <laughs> you know. So in your case, um, <laughs> in your case, you are doing everything in your power to get them to do a home inspection right on top of you're having them sign these three documents that are like, what are you thinking sort of documents? And they're still saying no. No, none of my buyers have said no. I, I mean, they just, they haven't. Um, I think I do a really good job of, you know, that buyer consultation and that, yeah. and, and my experience, you know, I'm not just telling them because I want them to spend money for heaven's sakes. I want them to do this so that, you know, they don't call me. My business is based on referrals. Yeah. It's not just this one house. I need them to come back to me over and over and over again and refer their family, friends, and coworkers. So to be honest with you, when I have a buyer, I have a buyer broker agreement. Yeah. I don't care if they're buying this house or the next house or the next house. And I, I have had buyers that we've gone through three, four inspections before they chose a house. And I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, I would rather my buyer terminate on a transaction if we cannot negotiate repairs than have an issue with the house later on. Yeah, for sure. That's appreciated. Marty, tell us a little bit about what's going on in your world and with your transactions in that space. Um, do you have buyers who are waiving inspections or how, how are you handling that? You know, I, I guess I'm pretty similar to the other ladies in this, right? In that we're really focused on the inspection because it is such an important aspect of purchasing, right? Because there's so many parts of this, of a home that we just don't know things about, right? That are critical and important and long-term repercussions. So um, in fact, I just, at the beginning of this, got an offer accepted, didn't waive the appraisal or the inspection, but we did say, yeah, it's for informational purposes only, right? But it's really important for them to get in there and truly know the whole story of the house or as much as the inspector can tell us. Um, it's just vital and crucial and it's kind of a risk. It's a risk um, avoidance, right? It's yeah, yeah risk tolerance. I'm not well, sure I'm getting my right word. And I'll tell you for everybody out there, um, what, I'm, what I was hearing from inspectors mostly is they just want, they just want home buyers to be safe right? It boils down to that. Yeah, there's a lot of information, but there's a lot of aspects of home that can, homes that can just prove to be, not be safe. And, you know, that's like such an important part of this process. Um, all right. Sticking in that same space, um, you all are, are high-performing real estate agents. How often, whether two years ago or today, are you recommending pre-listing home inspections? Uh, let's start with you. Uh, oh, Marty, go ahead. I do a pre-list on all of my listings. Wow. Talk That's to us about that. You know, it's it's for a few reasons. A, I hate surprises. <laughs> um, two, I don't want another agent and their buyers to terminate because of, an, of something that we could have um, addressed, right? And avoided, right? So my... Um, pre-inspections are done a little bit differently than a whole home for a buyer, right? They're just really going through and doing the major systems, going in the attic, going in the crawl, checking out the major systems. They're not, you know, going to every plug and checking every outlet and stuff, right? They're just doing the major stuff because that's what I'm most important about when I'm listing. But um, 
I've lost listings because that's my standpoint, right? I'm like, we really need to know everything that's going on. And in order for me to do the best job I possibly can for you, I need to have as much information as possible. Um, and then I've been able to get contractors in of their choosing, you know, um, to address the issues in advance of it going live. So uh, take that one step further. How has the pre-listing home inspections benefited your sellers? Uh, benefited your sellers. Let's start with that, and then benefited uh, you and your business. You know, there have been a couple of people who haven't been a hundred percent about it, right? I do explain when we're doing the home, uh, the pre-sale inspection that a home inspector is still going to find stuff, and to be, you know. And to be prepared for that because homes are made by humans and humans make mistakes, right? And, and things change over time. So expect that they're going to find something that we might need to address, but it won't be structural and hugely material. Um, when Since I've done, or since I started about five years ago, the pre-sale inspections, I haven't had any sale fails based on um, inspection. Good for you. Good for you. So it's been huge. And when I tell people that, they're like, oh, okay. Because we're able to know, oh, we've got a siding issue. All right, let's address that siding issue. Sometimes if they can't address it, at least they know. And I've been able to get estimates in advance. So it's that knowledge is power scenario. Um, it's hard to get a pre-sale, right? Because the inspectors aren't making quite as much on those. But because I've, you know, you create a relationship with your inspectors, right? That they'll be able to come over and do a, a pre-inspection for me um, with only a couple window time, right? Sometimes we do it punch list style if a lot of work needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we do full inspection, right? And so how we kind of word our pre-inspection is different based on the condition of the house. Got it. Brenda, out in Pennsylvania, what is, what's your feelings on pre-listing inspections? Zero. None of them. I don't do them. I don't know anybody else who does them. I've never gone to a house that's had one done. Uh, that's never been part of any, like if I'm the buyer's agent, I've never had an agent say, oh, we had a pre-inspection done. And if you'd like a copy of that. So I haven't seen those. I probably sell not the most, like 60 houses a year. Don't see that at all. That's on the listing and the buyer's side. This doesn't exist here. And actually like our market, which everybody's market is so competitive, but it's so competitive that the inspectors here are seeing, like they're laying off their inspectors because there's no inspections happening. I mean, they might've had eight guys and now it's the owner and one guy because they've just all said, I'm just taking whatever I can find and I'll do what I need to after I own the place. But it's that hard to find a house here. Wow. Charity in Eugene, what is your, what is your opinion? Um, I do not have my sellers do that because we are an as is state, but whatever they find out, then they have to disclose. And so, you know, when I'm representing a seller, I, I don't ever represent both parties. I've never yeah. done that in 24 years. You can do that in Oregon, but I just, I don't feel like I can get the seller the most money and turn around and get the buyer the best deal. So when I have a seller, my focus is, you know, nothing, and it's the buyer's responsibility to get their own inspection. Um, and with that being said, one of the reasons I use the same inspector, and yes, he has multiple guys, and you know, I will extend out my in ex inspection period if I can. Well, I always can, or he'll make some changes 
to have this one specific inspector. And it's because he is very, very, very thorough. And I have heard of inspectors, you know, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't, you know, they don't want to, you know, upset the agent or whatever. You know, here's my thinking on it. An inspector does not kill the deal. <laughs> they just don't. And I've heard that before from agents, even from my own inspector in the very beginning, before they got used to him, like he kills the deal. No, he does not kill the deal. The buyers hired him to do a thorough inspection of the home. The buyers and sellers killed the deal because they couldn't negotiate the repairs on it. So I would rather have a very thorough inspector versus you know, someone that just wants to have agents like them. Because by being thorough and having those, you know, you're going to have buyers that are going to follow you and so on and so forth. So thoroughness is huge. <laughs> yeah, and I will tell you, I've had, by the way, those pre-inspection inspections, just so you know, um, I've been given those before, but it was by a different inspector. So I'm always going to have my buyer redo it. And so why did the, why did that seller just waste their money is my thinking on it. Sure. No, that's appreciated. Before we jump off this subject, do any of you have any other feedback? Again, this is a pretty hot topic right now. One, you know, people purchasing homes without home inspections. Um, and two, uh, you folks are, the, are their representatives. Um, any other feedback in this area? Well, I I can't remember if it was Brenda or Marty said this, but you know, my inspector doesn't just do inspections. He has actually taken an old home, 1800s, down to the studs and built it back up. And, you know, I know that there are, you know, there's certain wording that has to go per state in each report for everything. That's why I do think it's very important that the buyer and the inspector get to meet at the end. And also I'm I'm a big deal on DISC. Does everybody know what DISC is? D-I-S-C. It's the different types of personalities. Well, not personalities, but just different ways that we are. I'm a D. I'm a very outgoing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, the majority of the people in life are S's. They're very soft and calm. And I would, I would really highly suggest that any inspector go through a DISC program so that they can kind of be looking at the buyer or the agent. And, and I do that with my buyer. I'm looking at the buyer as Matt's going over the inspection. And when I see them kind of start to freak out a little bit, I'll have Matt stop and say, okay, so Matt, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you know, how much of a big deal do you think this is? You, you know, so I think it's really important to be able to connect in with that buyer for me as an agent. But for the inspector, you know, between the inspector and the agent, because really the agent is their client. The buyers are our client. Got it. I would say two things, Lee. I think that yeah. inspectors, whenever they get into this spot where there's not as many inspections happening as there once was, it's a good time for them to lean into the realtors and understand that we're open to them as well. We, we're always calling them, but they're not calling us. Call me. And just say, you were not going to believe this, but right now it's trending that I have two inspections for the next month because the same guy who used to have 
you know, a guard at the gate saying, don't give her my time now needs my business. And I haven't called because I'm thinking he doesn't need me. And maybe I would get some pre-inspections because I realize I don't have to fight for his time now. So I think that's important. And then I have this one inspector that I love. It's like edutizing. He's constantly telling what's happening in the marketplace. So he sends an email maybe every other week. It's like a newsletter. He does a really smart thing. He says to the top 100 agents, probably sends it to a thousand of us, but we think, oh, I'm in the top 100. I love that feeling. So I would say like, do something where you're just like explaining some part of the process, you know, not like maintenance of a home. We don't care about that. But like if mold is trending or radon or whatever's happening out there that you're seeing over and over, like right now, do one on the fact there's people waiving home inspections and what the risks are, but edutize, send us something, text us. If you don't talk to us, text us and send us checking in. This market is the Wild West. And what I'm learning in the Wild West is this and just something. Because that relationship with the realtor is going to keep your business growing, even when times are tough. And I think when it starts to boom, the inspection business, if it booms again, it'll boom with the people who cared enough to stay in touch when we were all sort of in a crazy place. That would be my advice. I'm going to I'm going to move it over to Ben because we have one. So I think you already answered this, but I'm going to let Bren, uh, I'm going to let Ben ask the question that's at the top of the list right now. Yep. So um, we have a few uh, questions uh, about marketing. And one of them is, as a new business owner in the home inspection area, how do we market ourselves to real estate agents and brokers? How, do you, how is a home inspector introduced? How, how can a home inspector introduce uh, themselves to you? Um, even though you have a favorite, um, maybe you have a colleague who needs a really good home inspector. He should define his points of difference. He should have clearly be able to state, you choose me, this is what you might get that you wouldn't get from somebody else. And he should actually have points of difference. So maybe he has, you know, 18 month extension of the home inspection. If you use him versus a 12 month home warranty, you get 18 months, but figure out what makes them them. And then how do I get that message in front of as many realtors as possible? And you get the message to them one-on-one, -on -one, it's better than you get it to them in a bulk. So maybe you just offer to meet them or, you know, you introduce yourself. So it could be a call, it could be a text. You could have very small office-to-office -office subject that you ask to the broker of record. Can I come in and just talk about mold and what is mold and what do you do if you hear mold and you're in the middle of a home inspection? But pick a topic and ask, can I teach your agents about this? And then when you show up for that appointment, you just are yourself. Just be genuine. Don't be a sales guy. Don't be like handing out cards. Just show that you have the goods. People in real estate can tell who has the goods. We want our clients to be experiencing the people who have the goods. Because that's how we get more business. They say, man, she even had the best plumber, electrician, inspector. So have the goods, tell people what the goods are, show up and be yourself. That would be my advice. And any kind of a newsletter that you could send. Print would be awesome because nobody does print anymore. And then you can read it when you have time. But if you can't be print, choose email. But I think print. How about you guys? That was great feedback. Thank you, Brenda. Charity. Um, so I, I'll tell you, I believe... The way that I heard about my inspector all those years ago when he, you know, was brand new, 
So I believe I got a $50 off coupon for a buyer for my inspection. And we all love to, you know, hand things off. Oh, guess what buyer? You know, I also have this $50 off coupon. I think that's the way I first, you know, even though he was a friend of a friend, I thought, well, geez, I mean, why not try him? My buyer's going to get $50 off. And then I just loved him and we just continued on and on. Um, I agree with um, seeing if you can go into different companies and doing classes, you know, on what you're seeing. I know my inspector is great on LinkedIn and he's always posting about things he finds at the whole house inspection, like big snakes. I mean, sometimes they're just snakes, but sometimes they're like, okay, don't do this <laughs> kind of stuff. And I love them. Some are funny, some are very helpful. But, you know, social media is huge. And I do think that all of us, you know, should be using it to get business. And um, the other thing I think is really big is if it were me, I would do with like a client appreciation party at the end of the year. Doesn't have to be anything big, but, you know, maybe you do your top hundred agents or however many agents and you just, you know, you let them get to know your family. Because at the, you know, it's kind of like me when I sit down, you know, with a buyer, they don't care about me. <laughs> they honestly don't care about, you know, they, they care about how they feel when they're with me. Yeah. And so I think, you know, and it was, it, it changed my relationship with my inspector once I also met his family and, you know, his mother-in-law answers the phone, his wife works in the office, you know, it's a family thing. And to me that, that makes me feel good. That's appreciated. So I'm going to take that down to Marty for some final feedback on that question. But one of the things I heard out of, of both of you is um, it's okay to have personal relationships with real estate agents as long as you have a separating line between your personal relationship and doing a really, really, really good job, doing the best job as the inspector. Right. Because they may have a great personal relationship with you, but you may choose not to hire them because they're not a very good inspector, right? Um, but you know, it's okay to have both of those pieces in place. Yeah. Marty. I think um, Brenda and um, Charity did a great job, particularly with getting out there and being authentically themselves. I personally like to know what their background is, if they're a new inspector to me. Um, so that would be the only thing I would add. If you're going to say you're a new inspector, tell me what makes you different. Yes, I think that's crucial. But why should I recommend you, right? Because when we recommend, we put our credibility on the line and that's hugely important to us. Um, so we need to know why should we trust you with this one client? Because it's an important thing that you're doing and it's vital and critical to us. Do you have home inspectors popping into open houses and trying to introduce themselves to you during the open house? No. No. I have had that happen a couple times when I was at a uh, new construction and personally that took away from the open house, right? Super great guy. Um, but I didn't remember him come Monday. Yeah. Well, remember we're working, you know, when we're yeah. at the open house, we don't have time to chit chat. You know, our <laughs> job is to be, you know, actually working. So I know I don't like it when lenders or inspectors do that when I'm at an open house. It's just yeah. awkward and, you know. What is the what is the main thing that you want from your favorite home inspector after the home inspection is performed? What is the thing that you need to take it to the next step 
Uh, is it a summary? Is it sitting at the kitchen table? Is it, um, what, what do you need from that inspector? Well, I think a detailed organized report, right? Um, with lots of pictures, because I think that that tells a huge story. Um, and that's quickly given to the clients, right? That can be utilized and availability for questions, because sometimes it's not until people read the report that they realize, oh, I don't understand this, or I don't understand that. And having that availability to reach out one-to-one -one so that we're not the middlemen is huge, right? I want to, I would like for my um, home inspector and the buyer or the seller um, to actually have a connection themselves that doesn't involve me. Cause I don't need to be a hero. I, my thought is I wanna be a connector, right? And I would like that whole team, that whole real estate family to come together as one and support each other so that our client gets the best thing for them. I also want my customer at the end of the home inspection, if they attend to call me and say, that guy was amazing. Okay, I want them to feel like he looked under the termite's belly to see if there was anything <laughs> like sawdust there. I mean, I want them to say, I can't, don't know where you found him, but that guy gives me total confidence that I'm making the right decision, whether it's buy or not buy. I want them to feel like, wow, where'd you find that guy? That matters to me. I agree with Brenda. He has to have enthusiasm for his work. He has yeah. to yeah. not be just dialing in. He has to actually engage with that house on that day, no matter how tired he is or whatever. Right. I know my buyers all the time thank me at the end of an inspection and just say, oh my gosh, that guy was so thorough. Thank you so much. Like, you know, he comes up with things we never would have thought about. Yeah. So you know, I, I mean, number one for me is, I'm sorry, I, I want my inspector to be nitpicky. I, I really, really do, because if the I don't want to be called after the sale. And, you know, I would rather terminate a deal and let's move on. My inspector also, because especially in this market, you know, will come, you know, it's a $300,000 house and there's $75,000 worth of, you know, mold and dry rot that the seller doesn't want to fix. So my buyers are terminating, we're moving on to the next one, but he also gives them like a $50 discount on the next one, which I, which I like too, because, you know, as in, you know, and I don't tell them that at the beginning, I just say, oh, by the way, the day of, you know, so I think just extremely, extremely thorough um, because at the end of the day, for me, my inspector is kind of the gateway for me not to be called later on. I mean, really they are. And, you know, I just can't say enough that inspectors do not kill deals. They just don't. They have, you know, I, I feel that their job is to be as thorough and to do the best inspection that they can. Um, Marty said something, I want to say something about new agents or I'm sorry, new inspectors. You know, you're new, what can you say? I mean, I find that a lot of people get, you know, become an inspector because maybe, they flipped properties. Maybe they worked for a builder. Maybe they, you know, did construction in the past. Those are things that I think would really interest agents because I mean, like my inspector, he's built how, you know, his own home from studs up. I, I want somebody with that kind of knowledge. Hmm. Um, who are your inspectors? Do you want to give them a little props? Uh, you want to mention their name or company name? 
Oh, I do. I do. Mine is, <laughs> mine is Matt Waddell at Amerispec. Yeah, I use Tony Dominguez and his company is called Integra. I use Ken Wells and he's with uh, GPHI, Greater Purpose Home Inspections. You notice how we all smiled so big when we I said know. Integra? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love my inspectors. You know, I have never purchased a home. I've built a home. I have never ever closed on a home, even my new construction without Matt doing an inspection, you know? And some I've passed on and, you know, I, I just, I think he's fabulous. I can't, I can't say enough about him. He's just fabulous. That's appreciated. If you had your home inspected, what do you think your favorite inspector would find? <laughs> Money under the bed? If I had my house inspected, I have a very, very old house. If I had my house inspected, I think they would probably find mold. And then I would want them to tell me it was worth 10 years of your life to live in this place anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? Well, since I bought my house just a few months ago, Matt thoroughly inspected it. So, <laughs> and he did find quite a bit. <laughs> so, you know, I mean... And here's the thing too, you know, I'm buying in a pandemic. Um, I'm having to purchase this house as is. So it was very important to me knowing exactly what was wrong. You know, the water heater, the heating system and air conditioning, they're, you know, the house is 24 years old. So they're at the end of their life. So, um, you know, I need to know that so that I can budget accordingly. Now, if, if there was foundation issues and stuff like that, I probably would have backed out. But, you know, I, I knew what I was getting into going in. So we've got oh, our... Go, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Nope, go ahead. Well, you know, Ken, I was talking to him yesterday about setting up another inspection. And I told him about some work we were doing at our house. And he goes, well, have you continued to address these other issues when we bought that, when you bought the house? And I'm, I'm working on those. <laughs> so we've, we've got ourselves about 10 minutes left and I've got a few shotgun questions for you. If you're okay for the next five minutes answering those, you guys ready? All right, we have a good one here. If your husband was an inspector, would it be ethical for you to recommend him? My answer would be no. Same. Mine would be Too no. Close. Yeah. Too close. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. No. Next question. A gentleman up in Seattle had sent me a question and he, and it's something going on in his area in which there are questions regarding if home inspectors should have access to MLS key boxes. Your opinion on that? I, I mean, personally, I would be fine with it. Appraisers do. I, I mean, in our lock boxes, we have, um, I'm part of RMLS and um, we can do what's called contractor codes. And so, I mean, typically I never let in an inspector anymore. The listing agent just gives me a code. The inspector goes in and then I meet him with my buyers at the end. And I do show up at the end with my buyers, always, yeah. always. So you're good with it either which way. Yeah. Yeah, Brenda? I'd say yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Marty, there was a question for you. Um, what's the price, what, in your case, what has been the price difference? Um, and you can use a range or a percentage or whatever you want between a pre-listing home inspection and a full home inspection. That's a great question. So it depends on the size of the house and the age of the house. So they range anywhere from 150 to 250 and that I pay for. Um, that is part of my marketing package. So I do not ask my sellers to pay for that. Got it. All right, here's one. What is the best time of the day for a home, ins best time of the day or best time of the week for a home inspector to reach out to real estate agents? That's a great question. Whoever thought of that question, you have a big career ahead of you. I love that question. For me, you should learn to know the agent. Like I'm an early morning person. My inspector could talk to me at 6 a.m. and get it out of the way and that'd be perfect. But if I were the one who wants to sleep in and you check in with me at 6 a.m., I'm going to be angry. So know the agent. But I say for me, the earlier in the day while I'm still able to focus on what you have to tell me is best. Mm -hmm. For me, not on Mondays. <laughs> not on Mondays. <laughs> That's a good answer too. Yeah. So um, we have Melissa, who's mentioned that many agents are uh, talking clients out of inspections, saying it can be done later. There's no need because it's under warranty. What's your What's your feeling about that? And wow, I have a lot of shaking heads there. That's that's. <laughs> under warranty and you get like $300 yep. for the whole air conditions. <laughs> that is the worst argument I've ever heard. Oh, you're putting yep. yourself in a bad spot if you're saying that, no way. Yeah, absolutely. You're asking for a lawsuit. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's just not worth it. You know, it's not worth it to me to be sued by somebody. I mean, you know, this is my business. I mean, this is how I make my living and yeah, there's no way. Mm -mm. Yeah, let's appreciate it. All right, y'all, we have about three minutes left. Um, and I'm gonna, I wanna, I'd like to turn it over to each of you guys for 30 seconds to one minute. Um, and let's start with Charity. Do you have any final feedback or recommendations for inspectors out there that might help them, um, one in our current market and just as they grow their business? Mm -hmm. Well, I know this is a hard market, um, but I do think, you know, when you've got those agents that come to you time and time again, you know, it's kind of like we have our top 50. I have my top 50, you know, clients in my database. I do think it's very important to, to keep a database um, and to be accommodating. So, you know, I know my inspector, you know, he's not going to drop somebody else, but they're going to do whatever they can to get me in when I'm in a bind. That even could possibly mean a Saturday sometimes. Not, And I would never ever ask it. And maybe I've done it twice in all these years. So, um, you know, for me, just being extremely thorough and being very personable with the clients. And that's why I think, you know, knowing the disc profiles of each person and not so much for the buyers, but for the agents, because that will tell you how to communicate with them. Like my inspector, I'm a D, you know what they know, they don't need to call me. They don't need to check in with me. I, I mean, I'm going to give them my business regardless. You know, I mean, as long as they're accommodating and I can get my inspection done when I need it done, you know what, I'm just, I'll be coming back time and time again. 
Now, that's appreciated. We did have one question uh, for you, Charity. And if, and if you know where this is, feel free to put it in the chat while we're talking. Somebody asked where they can go uh, through the DISC program that you were talking about. Um, I'm guessing they can Google it, but if you have any feedback on that, drop it into the uh, chat. Um, Marty, same question for you. Any, any feedback for the home inspectors out there um, that, that can help them and help the process? Well, for me, my, my home inspector, if he does a pre-list, because it's kind of common, there's a lot of agents here who are doing it, he won't do the whole home. So I always have to have a backup. Uh, and I do have a backup that I like a lot, but if, if it, it were a new home inspector who I felt was highly qualified, right? And they actively kept in touch, a lot of times you'll get one postcard and it's like a one and done. I'm not going to keep that, right? I want to see that you want to earn my business, right? And that you want to be a part of my team and um, more frequent reaching out. I liked some of the other ideas that Brenda and Charity had. So um, yeah, I think that that would be a good thing is to focus in on whose business do you want to earn and how are you going to do that? Much appreciated. And before Ben takes us out of here, Brenda, you can have last word from this group. Uh, you've had 40 years in the business, which is amazing. Um, you've had, you had some great feedback today. What would you share with the inspectors out there uh, listening both today and there's going to be inspectors who are listening to this in the next three to five years uh, that would, that would help them. First I'd say it's your business. Okay. And so since it's your business, I think you have to treat it like a business and you have to realize that between the calls, there's other things that you have to do to build the relationships and to stay fresh with whatever's happening in the market because the market's always changing and things are moving all around. So you have to look at that. And I think if you're new and you're starting, you should recognize like the people who you're dealing with, the realtors, they are a certain person. Each realtor is themselves and they treat people a certain way. The clients that they help, if they grow their business with a certain type of clients who also just, they were a match. If you begin doing inspections and you recognize that people are asking you to not be honest or they're bringing people that are just a thorn in your side, say to yourself, that's a red flag. And I would love to do business because they're such a big producer, but you know what? There's average producers over here that are going to treat me well. And I'd like to build my business with people who cause me to still want to be in business in five years, 10 years, because you're investing a lot of energy and money and effort in your dream in becoming an inspector. So I take all of that and recognize you want to surround yourself with other people with honesty and integrity who really appreciate you and appreciate them back. And that's where for me, a great business comes from that you want to go to work and the people you're going to run into today are people you're going to enjoy and you're going to go home, be nice to your wife and your kids because everything, even in a tough market, was still based on everybody with a mutual goal and positive energy trying to all get us through to wherever it is we want to be. So that would be my advice. That's all wonderful. Thank you so much, everyone, for attending. Thank you. And participating in this crazy webinar that we have yeah. made up. Uh, Lee, really, it was a great idea. Thank you so much. Thanks for answering our questions and thank you for sharing your thoughts. And also thank you, especially for recommending home inspections. I really appreciate it. Marty, Charity, Brenda, and Lee Eckroth from Major Domo. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Good luck Bye. out there. Bye-bye.